0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a good day today. Not, uh, not the kind of day you really want to have in the markets as you go into the evening and take a little time off for the work day tomorrow. You want to be able to go and look at the stock quotes and see that you made some money today. And, you know, maybe you did. Maybe you were short a few stocks today and made some money. But uh, otherwise, it's kind of a rough day today. But look, <clears throat> we've come... Pretty long way in a pretty short period of time, and to talk about what we saw today that was really of interest because there were some very interesting things, and it really all it fits with our theories that the lows are in. That we're going to see market bottoms are, are never very pretty. As a matter of fact, the uglier the bottom, the, the better the recovery tends to be. But having said that, this was not that ugly a day. Uh, <clears throat> this is actually expected. Again, you've been joining us here. Our markets have hit extreme overbought. Uh, I'll talk about that and what that means. That is when bad things tend to happen. And we've been there now for a couple of three days. And so uh, typically a pause at minimum is due. Uh, But also the VIX today. Wow. Why did the VIX finish lower today? Wouldn't you think the VIX would be up in a day like this? I would have. I'm going to talk about rate cuts a little bit. And how, uh, let's see, how do I put this? How blind. How blind. How completely blind and out of touch is this Federal Reserve? Jay Powell, and, you know, he's already made, in the time he's been Fed chair, you know, beginning under Trump, he's already made four major policy mistakes. And now he's headed to number five. I don't know, I'm beginning to wonder if Jay Powell is actually not that bright a guy. I think he's a book smart guy. But I think he has no feel. He's no feel, no instinctive feel for the economy and what's really happening. So let's get into all that along with the tell. It's been the tell, folks, since the May 12th lows. It's still the tell. I'm talking about Cassie Woods ARC fund. It's up now 31%. In less than a month from the May 12th lows, it's led the way. It's, it's FIFO. First in, first out. Led the way lower, now leading the way higher. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, first of all, the markets today: Dow Jones down two sixty nine, uh, down eight tenths of one percent. That was uh, second place. Our our, our winner on the day was Nasdaq down seven tenths of one percent, down eighty eight points. S so p a hundred down just over one percent, down forty four points. And finally, uh, the loser on the day, Russ two thousand, which has been leading today, was down one point five percent. So <clears throat> you know it was kind of a hit or miss day. It kind of bounced around. We had uh, gains and losses. I and mean, we, we opened lower. We never really recovered, but the Nasdaq did. Nasdaq went positive by forty, fifty points. It looked like it was gonna be a pretty good day today. The internals weren't bad, actually, but today the action really is concerned. Again, we're an extreme robot. I'm gonna tell you a little secret, okay? I don't know why this is a secret, except some people in my business decide that they they want to. They don't call things what they are. I guess if they think if you tell them it's too easy, then it'll be too easy, and they don't need you. Uh, we'd we, we, we'd like to teach a little something here, folks. This is so easy; anybody can do it, and everybody should do it. If you are at all try to time your investment purchases, and if I know I, I hear people say, "Well, I, nobody can time the markets." That if you hear somebody say that, you should not. You should probably not work with that person. Because everybody times everything in life, right? We time our car purchases, right? We time our marriages, we time our wedding, everything. We time the purchase the, the, the birth of our kids. We time everything we do in life and we certainly do with our purchases. And yeah, we do it with the stock market when we're gonna buy and when we're gonna sell. Market timing is a basic that everyone does. So let's 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 forego uh, the insanity of saying market timing doesn't work. It clearly does. And one of the tools that everybody can use to help you time the markets, and this is what we've been talking about here this last few days, is our VRA short-term momentum oscillators. Now, that sounds like a lot of jargon, right? And it probably is. Well, what I'm really talking about in one very specific case is stochastics. Stochastics is a momentum oscillator that essentially is a band, okay? It, it, it tells you when uh, something is very overbought, or something that's very oversold. I tend to not use this so much with individual stocks, but I certainly do use it with the broad market indexes and with ETFs. Because, folks, for the last 18 months, I'm, I'm telling you straight up, for the last 18 months, this has been a rock-solid predictor of the next move in the markets at the extremes. Once we hit extreme, we bought on stochastics. And again, the settings, everybody has their own settings, and, and those are proprietary to some degree. But you can just use the preset settings on your, on your stock charts or whatever system you use, by and large. It's going to get you there close enough. Um, and it, once you hit 90% overbought on Stochastics, again, for the last 18 months, that has been a highly reliable sell signal. Like, Tyler and I talk about this. I can't think of a time where it didn't, it didn't result. In a, in a reversal lower. 18 months, okay? This is pretty rare where you see this kind of repeating pattern that is this dependable and this spot-on accurate. But it is. It has been. Stochastics are now at 90% overbought on, on the broad, every broad market index and uh, has been the case now for a couple of days. Now, the other indicators we use, right? Everything from the RSI, relative strength, to money flows, MFI, to uh, MACD, which is the Moving Average Convergence Divergence Oscillator. They're nowhere near overbought, okay? Uh, there's nowhere near because this market still is so deeply oversold from a longer-term point of view. But stochastics are a very short t- short-term indicator, and they're highly useful, as I just said. So when you get 90% overbought, it's a sell signal. Uh, again, on the broad market uh, indexes, okay? All uh, SPO 100, Dow Jones, NASDAQ, Rust 2000, etc., when you get ninety percent oversold, it's a buy signal, and that's just been extremely reliable, certainly at the tops and that's where we are now uh at extreme robot, that is where bad things happen in the markets and uh I think really, if I can be very just simple about it, I think that's what's happening here I don't think it's much more complicated than that uh, and that's why we're going lower uh, as I told our options clients today, I would expect this to last a few days I, I don't think long term I think by maybe middle of the next week or so, you know if we get some uh, a little bit more of a sell off, I think this market will be ready to to go higher again there's always the external factors let 's talk about those for a bit because tomorrow we get the cpi reading uh everyone 's expecting inflation to begin to drop i think that 's going to be the case. What concerns people though is the ten year okay and i think I think that I, honestly i think it 's a mistake I, I I wrote this up for our folks yesterday and uh, look, we just had the worst stretch in bond market history. We've just had it. We're living through it right now. You look at the chart, a 40-year chart of the 10-year yields, and you see nothing but decline, 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 40 years of declining rates, right? And then all of a sudden, the last six, eight months happened, and it's just, boom, spot up, right? Worst stretch in bond market history. 10-year now is you know, 3%. What Rona, the deaths of Rona, uh, the pandemic, coronavirus insanity... We dropped just below 0.50%. So the last two years have seen a remarkable move higher in the 10-year yields, especially of late. But when you, when you, when you, when you zoom out a little bit, you realize that we're still well below the uh, resistance, the, the, the descending trend line that has served as impenetrable resistance for 40 years. To break that line, the 10-year yield would have to surpass three about 3.8%, right? We're 3% now. So I think a lot of this is is short-term noise. Look, we've got a Biden administration that's feckless, clueless, intentionally trying to destroy America. I mean, that's just what's going on with these communists. It just is, folks. It just is. It's not a political statement. It's the reality as I see it, Tyler, as well. So we got to deal with that. The bond market is telling you that we had way too much money printed. Federal Reserve, again, Federal Reserve, quantitative easing. This, they are the enemy. They caused this and now they're trying to clean it up. But I think at the end of the day, meaning, in say by the end of this year, we're going to see rates continue to fall. Dramatically so. I don't buy any of this talk about the Fed raising rates to get, you know, getting back to neutral or, you know, getting the, the, the Fed funds rate, which is now 1%, taking it to 3%, which is where the 10-year is now. Are you kidding me? You know, I read a piece today. I'm going to share this with our folks in the morning. If you're not a member, come and join us for two free weeks. Check it out. VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. See, see if you like it. I hope you do and stick around with us. We'd love to have you. Uh, I, I read a piece that I'm going to share tomorrow morning. And it's depressing as hell. It's talking about, it's a Wall Street Journal, Dad Jones piece, about the gloom that has fallen over people. It's, It's like a pall, right? Because the economy is so weak for most people. Inflation is hurting people. The average person is living month to month. That was the case even before Rona and all of this. And now, this inflation with gas prices, food, and everything is just destroying people. This article makes that clear. It says that the average person now is more depressed and gloomy about their personal financial situation than at any point since the Great Recession of 2008 2009. So, what the hell is Jay Powell talking about when he says all oh, the economy is so strong, employment is so strong, right? That's why I say he's book smart, but he's either clueless or intentionally misleading people to make himself look better. And politically speaking, make Biden look better, make Yellen look better, make Democrats look better. It's, uh, it's really a shame that our system's come to this. But folks, here we are. We're, we're in it. My point being, we will have lower, much lower rates. There is zero chance, and I've said this, folks, only one person between me and Jay Powell has changed their mind over the last eight months to a year, and that ain't me. i said this consistently. If Jay Powell raises rates more than three times, take the Fed funds rate past 2%, this country's in a recession. We're closer now than just about anybody is admitting publicly. But you read that article from today, and everybody tells you, all the all the surveys show it, right? Consumer confidence surveys show it. People are worried, and they are they do don't have a high level of hope for the future. And here we have a president, you know, walking around with a big smile and say face, like everything's okay. Best economic recovery in the history of mankind. Something, they really are saying these things. So, <clears throat> midterms can't get here soon enough. That I think should be a huge positive. We all know the negative. Uh, Will they try to rig it again? Uh, But uh, we'll we just have to, you know, I think be optimistic. Frankly, and and believe that the best, um, um, uh, the best is in front of us for America. I do believe that, but we must stay on our toes. Let's get back to the markets, because ultimately, the financial engineering that is going on is nowhere near ending. By twenty twenty five or so. We expect that uh, the 10-year yield will be negative in the U.S. That we're going to have much more QE, not less. That this, uh, <laughs> this pipe dream they have of of quantitative tightening is literally a joke. It's literally a joke. They're not going to be able to sell the bonds, the, the $9 trillion, even the $1 or $2 trillion they have targeted. None of that's going to happen. They want to sell 30% of those. ain't going to happen. Unless, of course, they want to truly crash the global financial system. That That's the outlier. That's our big concern. Um, okay, but uh, other than that, again, the markets are extremely overbought on our short-term momentum oscillators, stochastic, as, uh, as I walked you through. In the meantime, I think there's a, a larger undercurrent and a structural bull market that is going to take place uh, once we get past uh, the uncertainty of today. I'll also point out, and I, this is kind of a side note, we don't normally get into ind- individual sectors and analysis on these podcasts, but I think this is interesting, and everybody should be aware of it, because, look, oil today was up 3%, uh, $3 a barrel today. Again, let me just... I'm, I'm going to cover that in a minute, since we're talking about it. Oil today is up... Uh, yeah, $3 a barrel, up uh, 2.6%, at one twenty-two fifty-eight last trade on West Texas Intermediate. But XLE the energy stock ETF was only up fractionally. And I think that's the point I'm making here. If you look at the chart, again, based on the way we do chart analysis here in our VRA investing system and our 12 screens that we use, folks, we are, energy stocks are at their 99th percentile overbought. They're the most overbought they've been in at least eight years. Right now, they're sitting 43, this XLE, XLE the energy ETF, is sitting 43% 43% above its 200-day moving average. Every one of our momentum oscillators is at extreme overbought. That means we are at extreme, as we call it, extreme overbought on steroids. And that's when bad things happen to any investment. Because the probabilities favor a sharp reversal from those levels. They just can't, the rubber band is stretched too far. It can't hold too long. Can't stay at that level too long. So, as much as we like oil long-term, and we do, you know, the the smartest people I know believe oil is going to 175 $200 a barrel. I think they're right. I don't believe it's going to be a problem for the economy, really, until we get past $150 a barrel. Now, we're not that far away now. But at some point, it will result in demand destruction, and it'll be a problem. You know, you're already hearing the stories. My wife, Cindy, was just telling me about, uh, I guess she was watching some program today, Interviewing people saying, yeah, if, if gas gets past $5 a gallon, I just I just can't go to work. I won't be able to afford to drive to work. That's what's happening. That's what real people are living through. All the while, Biden is, uh, again, just a clueless, just whistling and walking away. It's the best recovery ever. Everybody's doing great. God help us all. As far as energy, though, again, this is when we believe it's smart, prudent to hold off on buying energy stocks. We're not. But we get a nice pullback and we pull back to our buy range. You betcha. We will be adding new positions and adding to existing positions that we own in the energy stock area. By the way, natural gas is not, If you're wondering, oil and energy uh, stocks are extremely bought. Natural gas is not. Matter of fact, natural gas looks fantastic on the charts. The other kiss of death, by the way, in addition to Joe Biden, the other kiss of death for energy stocks in the energy market right now is the Nazi Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer just uh, recommended, told everybody that uh, they should uh, aggressively buy any dip in oil stocks. That's Jim Cramer from last night. That's the kiss of death, just to be aware of that. Uh, okay, let's look under the hood today and see what happened in the market. Really, again, the VIX today, the volatility index, finished down. It tells you the the, uh, the hedges, uh, the, the, the smart money, is not aggressively buying hedges. They don't think, they don't believe that this shakeout, this pause this overbought pause is going to result in more much more than that that's what a vix it's lower on a day like this that's what it tells you and I think I think that's exactly right um, so again that 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 I think was was interesting today also interesting today arc Kathy Woods innovation fund first to go into a bear market in February of last year it started dropping like a rock ultimately fell seventy seven percent She's one of the top money managers in the in the in the U.S. For, I don't know the last decade. Her fund loses seventy-seven percent in what what is that? Fifteen months? Wow, brutal, right? It was the first to go into a bear market. FIFO for you accounting freaks, <laughs> if you remember from your college days. Uh, I had a few of those classes. I remember first in first out accounting. Well, that's what applies here. art was, along with the semiconductors, was first to go in in small caps, first to go into a bear market, and now they're first to come out. Even today, Woods Dark Fund, ARKK, is a symbol up 2.6%. That's that's great outperformance in a day like this, isn't it? Especially with small caps, down 1.5%. She just announced she's buying Tesla again. Of course, that's one of her largest holdings. She's been a seller for some time. Smart lady. Um, On the buy side. But anyway, ARC is up 31% from those May 12th lows. That's a big tell of ours. We're watching very closely. Again, I think it's another reason, that, another indicator that this is really going to be uh, an extreme overbought pause only. Uh, and under the hood today, and in the internals, uh, you know, these, these were not good, but they sure could have been a lot worse. Certainly from where we would come from. NYSE was about 3 to 1 negative advance decline. Uh, NASDAQ was only 1.5 to 1 negative outperformance there. Certainly, big outperformance in volume. NASDAQ volume was only slightly negative. Again, NASDAQ down 88 points today. NASDAQ only slightly negative. There you go. That's Kathy Woods Fund, right? There's a lot of the stocks there that are outperforming. Uh, Good to see. Uh, NYSE volume was uh, right at almost exactly two to one negative. One more. This is a plus, though. This is different, by the way. Again, not a pretty day today, right? We'll call it losses about 1%. But. New 52-week lows, which have been so hideous. Remember just three weeks ago, we were talking about 2,000 stocks hitting a new 52-week low every day. Remember that? That happened a couple days in in one week. Today, 141 stocks hit a new 52-week low to just 175. I'm sorry, 141 new 52-week high to just 175 hitting a new 52-week low. Again, marked improvement here in the internals. Marked improvement continues Again, these are all important tells uh, that I think the smart money observers pay attention to. In our sector watch today, this is not pretty. Uh, 10 of 11 sectors lower today. Led to the downside of real estate down 2.4%. Uh, materials down 2.1%. Utilities down 2%. Everything down across the board today. Energy, again, only slightly higher. Again, even though oil is sharply higher, energy stocks, extreme overbought on steroids. I think you should be careful there. In our commodity watch, gold. I like the way this chart's shaping up. It's holding on to its 200 day moving average. If what happens, if what I expect happens to happen actually happens, that in the very near future, I don't know, three months, the reality is going to be that people understand how close we are to recession and how insane the Fed sounds, thinking they can hike rates to 3% on the 10 year, on on the Fed funds rate. When the reality hits home, guess what else? Guess what follows that, folks? The market's uh, understanding and belief that we're going to have more quantitative easing, which we are. Gold soars in that environment. Here we go, right? More stimulus, more QE, more money printing. That's buy gold, 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 gold. Gold today, up 250. Again, I like the chart. 18.54 right now. Silver down just 11 cents an ounce at 22.06. Still well below 200 a day. Uh, again, is industrial metal just can't seem to get going. It's so highly manipulated by the major money center banks. It's really a sad story, but it's been the case for a long time, decades now. Copper, which is a great looking chart, fundamental style of the story is fantastic, as you know. Copper at four forty four a pound, uh, just up slightly on the day. And finally, again, oil, crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, one twenty two fifty eight. That's up a big three dollars and seventy cents a barrel. At, uh, that's right, at 2.6%. Finally on the day, Bitcoin. Um, you know, it had some gains yesterday on the PayPal news that they're going to be accepting all transactions with, with cryptocurrencies, or some of them. Uh, gave it back today. Bitcoin down 1158 at 30,196. Folks, that's it for the day. Hope you had a great day, an even better night. Always appreciate you listening. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.